mean, I see themes in units out the wazoo on, you know, Instagram. And it's like, if you can make a theme in a unit about uh, Horton Hears a Who or whomever, you can make a theme about anything. And I think that we live in a great time in history where anything that you want to know is at your fingertips. So if you want to know it, you can find it and you can learn it. So a really fun time. Hello, hello, everyone. E hola, hola. Welcome to the Pediatric Speech Sister Show. I'm your sis, Melanie White Evans. I'm a bilingual pediatric speech language pathologist and cultural compatibility consultant here to learn with you and discuss more ways we can uplift culturally diverse communities in our professions in day-to-day lives. This podcast is for you if you're ready to address the disparities in the United States healthcare and academic systems and are looking for more ways you can be culturally competent in your careers. Tune in weekly as I introduce mind-shifting topics that will support service-based professionals and students alike on our cultural competency journeys. Let's get into today's episode. So guess who we have for today's episode? Mecca Lewis, or AAE for the SLP, is here to talk to us about creative ways we can make Black history thrive in our therapy activities and debunk some ways we've looked at Black history therapy materials. This conversation was originally recorded on Instagram Live, so please expect minor glitches or delays in audio. Thank you all for joining us today. Here's Mecca. I'm good. I'm good. It's so good to see you. It was so fun meeting you at ASHA. Yay! I know, I know. And it was amazing how we automatically recognized each other. It was like, boys met. (laughs) That's so cool. So how has your Black History Month been? It's been good. Um, You know, the way I see it, it's like, I'm Black, so it's always kind of Black History. (laughs) It's always kind of Black History Month in a way. So it's been going well. How's yours? Mine is pretty bomb. I love Black History Month. And yeah, like you said, I mean, every day is Black History Month. We're always going to celebrate Black History. Right. But I mean, as far as how it is, because I work in the schools, Mm -hmm. as far as how it's been for me in that way, um, you know, we can, I feel that we can do a bit more. I've been seeing Martin Luther King's and we did do a unit on Ruby Bridges. Okay. Uh, Yeah. But mainly I've been seeing I have a dream. So, um, you know, I would like to see it expand a bit more from that because it's a lot more than just um, Martin Luther King, as important as he is and as he was for us, um, you know. We are so much more than that. We're so, it's it's just, that is just the tiniest scope of Black history. But the iceberg. So can I ask you, what is the demographic like at the school that you work in or the district? So the district, I mean, it's very diverse. It's actually mainly Hispanic. Okay. I feel like it's just a good mix of everything, of everybody. Um, Hispanic, Black. um, So I work for one of the biggest districts in Houston, Texas. Okay. So we got a bit of everybody, honestly. I'm actually pretty surprised um, that my school isn't really doing a lot Mm -hmm. when it comes History Month, um, 
Yeah, like I said, you know, when I'm walking down the hallways, I'm really just seeing I have a dream. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I would definitely like to see more. What about you? Can you tell me, tell us a bit about yourself and your uh, specialty and setting? Sure. So um, for those that don't know, my name is Mecca. Um, I've been an SLP for 10 years. February 22nd will be my 10th year on the dot. <laughs> I started out working in preschool and then I transitioned to middle and high school and I worked there for approximately six years and now I'm back in preschool and fun fact I am technically not a school-based SLP I work as a teacher coach, teacher and parent coach for my district. Okay. Um, so it, it's a it's a bit of a different role, but I still get to incorporate speech therapy and work with children who may be on the brink of maybe having some speech and language issues down the line. Um, my school district is very black. I okay. mean, very, very black. Um, from the superintendent to the principals to the students. So <clears throat> I'm thinking about, you know, you're saying in your schools and the lessons, and I'm thinking about this one school that I go into and there's a long hallway and 24 seven, 365, there's Obama and there's uh, the children represented and there's Oprah, there's all, there's all sorts of people, primarily the children being represented in the hallways and the things that they do. So it's really nice for them to just see like a long hallway of just like them doing their thing in the school. So that's incredible. Very black district. <laughs> are you, where are you located? I am in New Jersey. Okay. I'm okay. in New Jersey, yes, northern New Jersey. So I'm about, if we go um, distance-wise, miles or minutes, I'm about 30 minutes outside of New York City. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Do you have a commute at all? It's eight minutes on a good day. Okay. Uh, Ten minutes on a uh, not so good day so I don't live in the town but I live right outside of it okay okay yep yep yep, yep. well Mecca I brought you on here just because um first of all you really have been a voice especially when it comes to AAE thank you uh, yes I know you uh, have a couple Instagram pages but you, know, <laughs> you did mention um you had a post where you kind of started to highlight just the importance of treatment during Black History Month mm -hmm. so, um, I pretty much wanted to bring you on just so we can talk a bit about that. I think a lot of us, I just have not been seeing a lot of Black History Month being talked about in our field. Mm -hmm. uh, so the first thing I want to ask you and that the people want to know mm -hmm. is how can you incorporate Black History Month as an SLP? Oh my God. I mean, how can you not? I mean, that's easy for me to say, right? So I'm not, I'm, I'm just being silly right now. Mm -hmm. But there, there's so many different ways. So I'm thinking about the SLP who is in the schools and they have their speech room and they can bring their groups in and out, you know, as it the traditional sort of SLP. And I mean, I see themes in units 
out the wazoo on, you know, Instagram. And it's like, if you can make a theme in a unit about uh, Horton hears a who or whomever, you can make a theme about anything. And I think that we live in a great time in history where anything that you want to know is at your fingertips. So if you want to know it, you can find it and you can learn it. So it, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like it's so easy because I think that there's so much history that it can be kind of difficult to know where to start. But right. think about what your own interests are as a speech therapist and kind of go out from there and see what you can find. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really do think that it's as simple as being interested in something because we are in and, in and through everything. There's nowhere where you can't find a Black person. So if you say, I'm interested in supermarkets, I love the grocery store, you can find the first Black grocery store in your state or the first, I don't know, you can find things like right. that. That it's just that, just kind of rethinking your 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 thinking, right? Right, and just and really just being creative with it. Yeah, absolutely. Just getting creative with it because I really do like how you touched on the fact that you know we are creative as professionals. We we kind of have to, especially if you're working with kids. Mm -hmm. We really can draw an activity from a hat or from a random book that no one's ever heard about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it really does, like you said, take interest, mm -hmm. interest and intention um, to create three month activities. You just have to want to do it and you have to do the research, of course. Yeah. Uh, but you can just quickly type up black inventors, <laughs> you I know. To, I have to mention, and then the, her Instagram handle is escaping me. But there was um, a young lady, a speech therapist, um, a few days ago, and I think she posted it today, where they mm -hmm. did a unit on Black florists. And oh, she did a whole, like, unit on, on you know, putting together floral bouquets. And it, it was mind-blowing. Like, I loved it. And it was just like, wow. Like, it, I'm like, wow, I didn't think of that. But just doing, you know... Let's let's talk about some black florists. I think that's just the intention that you know you speak of. Yeah, and I like that. I like that because of course it branches outside of just even just outside of the figures in general. So you mm -hmm. know, about Martin Luther King, mm -hmm. of course, it is important to talk about the important mm -hmm. history in our history. Um, but just talking about black florists, like hey, we're also florists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guess what? Newsflash. So I did want to ask you, what have been some of your favorite Black History Month activities in your career? So I have to say the one that I like the most that kind of like, it, it caught me off guard was a unit on Bass Reeves. Um, at this point, I, he was the first Black um, deputy, like kind of like, um, how can I say, like in the wild, wild west when, you know, you have the outlaws. He was the person that arrested the outlaws. And um, I think the movie, The Harder They Fall, he, he's I, in there. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at that time, I was working with middle schoolers. And I had a, 
had a lot of group of boys. So, you know, they're rambunctious. And all. <laughs> so I'm like, I think I went on Brain Pop or something because they love Brain Pop. And I saw Bass Reed. I'm like, who this? Like, I didn't even right. know. I didn't know who it was. Learning. Right. And for me, I love, I love the story of the, forgive my French, the badass Black person. Like, that yeah. is my story. If you are tearing up and, and, you know, being a tornado wherever you go, that is my story. So I loved, love, love that um, that story. So that's probably one of my most favorite um, Black history themes. And then I'm thinking, I don't think I did this during Black history, but one of my students, and it caught me so, so, so off guard. We were talking about Martin Luther King. Okay. And started reciting the entire I Have a Dream speech. And I'm like, wait, where did this come from? Like, it came out of his interests were, it wasn't even what I thought would be Dr. Martin Luther King. It just came out of nowhere. And we're all like, okay, we're going to let you rock. <laughs> but that was a really fun, a really fun time. So, yeah. What grade was the student in? Excuse me? What grade was he in? He was he was actually a freshman in high school. Okay, okay. Yeah, he wasn't like a, a preschooler, but um, right. It was still like you. What, okay. All right. <laughs> That's so cool. And I did. Um, I wanted to know. Can you hear me? Okay, I have you popped up on my laptop. Okay, so I know sometimes the audio can get a little funky. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did also want to ask you, why would you say it's important for speech pathologists from all cu cultural backgrounds to incorporate Black history? So, of course, you know, as Black speech pathologists, obviously, we want to be able to celebrate our history and incorporate it into our job. Um, mm -hmm. us, of course, we feel that our history is important to us. We feel like it's important to talk about. Um, but why is it important for all cultures to talk about it? Well, you know, one of the sayings that has been very popular um, now is, you know, Black history is American history, Black history and American history. But as cliche as it, as it has become, it really is true. Like, I think of something as, you know, um, not to say it's silly, but think about who invented potato chips. Like, it was a Black person that, and we all eat potato chips, like stuff like that, like things that are so ingrained and so ubiquitous and so just part of our culture, you know, it, a black person may or may not have been a part of that. So I just think that, you know, as you were saying earlier, you know, we can all, we're all still learning. And I think that it's just, I, feel, I just feel so biased saying this because I like Black History Month, but it's just so cool and it's so fun um, just learning about the commonalities that we all have. I think that when we um, focus just on figures, just on Martin Luther King and just on Rosa Parks, again, very important, but it can other us at times. And it's like, no, we're very much a part of this um, this collective culture as well. And you'd be surprised at how much, you know, we all have in common and how much 
um, how much, how can I say, input or how, how many black hands have been in what you have, um, what you do in your daily life or what you experience in your daily life? Yeah, the influence that we have, um, you know, it's just definitely important to highlight. Um, so not even just this month, but yeah, like you said, Black history is American history. And so, you know, kind of get into critical race theory and the, about that. But even just the fact that it's being brought up like this or the fact that it's being, um, what's the word, that we're debating about it in the first mm-hmm. um, is problematic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so just just another side question, um, because curious. what was it like for you and your educational experience learning about Black history? When I was in grad school or coming up in coming up, you know, um, I grew up in a very diverse area. So Black, white, Asian, like everything that you can think of. Um, and I was very fortunate to have yeah. grown up in um <clears throat> Um, an area like that. I must say that the Black History Month was definitely celebrated, but it was still very much Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, we had a dream, and now the dream is, you know, realized. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm fortunate because the area that I grew up in was so diverse that you know, I had black teachers and, you know, all different types of teachers. So that just having the presence of people that didn't look like, did look like me and didn't look like me um, was a buffer for that. So it wasn't like, I didn't feel, let me just put it this way. I didn't feel like I was lacking anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause same for me. Um, I, you know, I'm privileged in that way. My parents made sure to put me in really diverse schools. Mm-hmm. Um, especially high school, especially high school, I had a teacher who was really adamant about teaching us Black history. So okay. he was actually the U.S. history teacher, but he made sure to add that Black perspective. He actually went to Howard. <laughs> so <laughs> made sure to do it. It's interesting you say that because now that I'm remembering it, my school actually had an African-American history class as an elective. Okay, so- we did yeah, so um, I remember my teacher, I believe her name was Miss Davis, and yeah, she made sure that, you know, we got we got it in, so yeah. And that's a blessing, and I'll say um, in my elementary school experience, I don't know if it's just because I grew up in Tulsa, mm-hmm. uh, so we did get to branch outside of just Martin Luther King, and we talked a lot about the Tulsa race riot. Okay, yeah. Grounding it, where we create our own little communities, and then we came to school down. Mm-hmm. So just very powerful that we were able to do that. And I went to kind of like a you call it demonstration academy, so and mm-hmm. it was private school. Um, but again, I think I was privileged to have that because I was from Tulsa. I don't know if I would have gotten that anywhere else necessarily. I didn't know a thing about Tulsa until I was in maybe high school, and I'm being generous with that. It may have been um, college. I don't think so. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you. But that's another reason why I feel like it's important for speech pathologists to be creative with our t- treatment plans and then to incorporate this stuff, you know, so that way education can just 
be more broadened. And, and, I, like, oh. and I think too, you know, at least the district that I was in, as, like the teachers were very much, the teachers are very much um, beholden to a lesson plan and they have to teach mm -hmm. this. We are privileged in that as speech therapists, we don't have to to teach a certain thing. As long as we get the goals in, we can we can basically use any medium, any way, any lesson. Use we can be creative, as you said. So I think that's even more of a reason to you know branch out and do something fun. Exactly, exactly. Well, I do want to also ask you, like, just now that we're on the topic on how speech pathologists can have that flexibility, mm -hmm. how, how can we incorporate it in our lesson plans, especially, you know, when we're kind of navigating Valentine's Day and other themes and Groundhog's Day and President's Day and just all the other uh, February holidays that we have to do? So I know for me, um, you know, we do have all these holidays. And I would say, you know, don't. I never want anyone to feel like, okay, I've got to get the, the Black History Month in or it is, it's just it. Because if we are to believe that Black history is American history and we can teach it throughout, we, we don't need to keep to a strict schedule, right? So um, I'm just thinking about on my, I have two Instagram pages, as you alluded to earlier. So on AAE, I was able to incorporate Black history into Valentine's Day and mesh them together. Oh. And I talked about bay, the word bay. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> say it again. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Yeah, so, um... We all know the word bay, and it's very much a word that is um, in pop culture at this point. And I remember a couple of years ago hearing someone say, bay means before anyone else. And I'm like, before anyone else? No, 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 that's not what it means. They say it means before anyone else. No, I mean, if that's what you want to hold on to, that's fine, you know. <laughs> you can do that but I remember hearing my my aunt call me bae yeah very young kid I mean I'm in my 30s and I remember at least 1992 here in bae so bae been around way before some mm. were even born so I just did a little like spiel on that bae is a term of endearment in the african-american community now obviously language you know can spread out and anyone can use it but it started um in african-american english so bae um, bae is uh bae is a word that has its roots in aae surprise surprise right so how so, okay, so is that how you incorporate it into Valentine's Day? How did you do Yes, because it's like, oh, let's talk about bae. You know, I'm going out with my bae. So I just incorporated the two. So Valentine's Day, let's talk about a word that is um, that has its origins in AAE. And I combine the two. So then, you know, on my other um, Instagram page, I didn't. I just, you know, I interrupted the regular, regularly scheduled program and did, um, and did just a plain Valentine's post. Yeah. It. So, you know, I really want to drive home that, you know, I always want to practice what I preach. And if I'm saying that Black History Month can be taught anytime, 
if you have a day where you want to just focus on President's Day, focus on President's Day. But if you want to talk about, you know, something relating to um, Abraham Lincoln and, um, you know, the Emancipation Proclamation, that's a way to bridge Black history with President's Day. So you can do sort of that thing. So. Well, thank you so much, Mecca. Are there any that you want to share um, with our community? I just think, you know, just being intentional, having fun with it. I know that the current social political climate can get a little um, tense and it can, it, it can get tense, but African American history Yes, it has its um, its its parts that are definitely um, just just not what we want to think about, not what we want to um, to relive. Let me say that, mm-hmm. um, and we need to know we need to know our history, the good and the bad. But there are so many fun um, fun parts of of our history. I did a post on. Do a do a lesson on New Jack Swing. Play play multiple Billy right. in in the in the in the speech room. Print out yeah. the lyrics. Look at different vocabulary words. Look at the sentence structure. Like there's so many so many ways that you can do. So just have fun. Um, reach out. I remember your post from earlier where you were saying to you know look to your resources. Look to your human resources. I mean. I know, you know, some people may or may not want to, you know, put in the work for someone else, but you know, if you're stuck on a on what to do, put put a put a story up. Hey, I need help with the with the black history theme. I'm sure people would be able to help and um I would be more than willing to help. More than willing to help. More more than willing to help. So be intentional reach out to folks and have fun just have fun this culture is a very 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 fun culture let me tell you so embrace that grab onto that and learn a little bit about that thank you so mecca so much mecca for coming on and talking i hope this was helpful for the audience Yes, yes, yes. Can y'all, uh, okay, we're getting a lot of heart. So um, yeah, that's all the affirmation. Thank y'all so much. Thank you everyone for coming. Um, Mecca, I would love to have you again. I just love talks. And I, we had like a little back and forth about AAE, which mm-hmm. was awesome. So yeah, I would just love to have you back on here again for another time. Yes, I love to talk AAE. So whenever you want, we can always yeah. do that. Okay. And um, also, I wanted to ask you, Mecca, if you can please let us know where can we find you if they do have questions. You can find me at AAE for the SLP. That's AAE for spelled out F O R the SLP. Um, and I also have another early language, um, early language Instagram, Mecca the SLP. But all of my AAE content is on AAE for the SLP. So you can find me there. I answer DMs. I answer comments. Um, my email address is up there as well. I answer emails. So I'm everywhere. You're wonderful. You're- <laughs> and also, yeah, no, the SLP is amazing content also, by the way. Thank you for all the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, Mecca. I'll see you again soon. Good night. All right. Have a good night. You too.
Well, family, that's the episode. What did you think? Wherever you're listening, I'd appreciate if you left a review. Your feedback means a lot to me and helps me find more ways to help you on your journeys. If you're looking for more ways to expand your cultural compatibility in your clinical practices, follow me on Instagram at Pediatric Speech Sister and check out my newsletter for more show updates. I'll include all these links in the show notes. Until then, I'll see you next week.